Today, we're going to go over probably the single biggest mistake that I believe buyers agents make when working with buyers. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't make this mistake, but I, I believe it's working with a buyer without a buyer representation agreement. I think it's probably the single biggest mistake that, uh, that agents make working with buyers. I was on a mastermind call yesterday and uh, someone said they'd heard a stat. I, I don't know how to verify this, but it was kind of my, I could believe it. They said 97% of uh, buyers out there have no representation agreement. And talking to a lot of agents, it makes sense. There are certain states in this country that we've been used to doing buyer representation agreements. It might even be, uh, that is the, the rule in that area. So check with your local broker, but a lot of this country we still don't. So I'm Jesse Zagorski. If you are brand new to Agent Power Huddle, um, I've been doing real estate for, for 20 years. I've uh, trained my my teams on this for years. And this is a, today we're happy to do a, a an interactive Q&A on this. I want to give you just an overview on some topics, but I'd love this to be interactive and kind of ask questions and see what's working for you and what doesn't. Uh, before we started, I ran up the hall because I'm going to show you uh, on the screen a digital version of my entire buyer consultation literally fits on one page. I don't have a lot of visuals that I do if I were doing this over Zoom and I'm going to break this whole... Don't worry about getting a screenshot, guys. I'll drop a link in the chat to this. We'll put it with the show notes of the podcast so you can download this uh, this sheet. This is kind of an outline and a script all built into one and I'll break down how it works. But if I'm doing it over Zoom, that's all I have. If I'm in person, we actually have these cool little folders. I'm going to give you guys some ideas if you like having physical things to hold. We had long ago some physical folders made with our, our team name, Live Love San Diego Homes, right? Got the EXP logo on the back and inside um, we've got two sections. So on the left, I've got my uh, that script I just showed you, both an outline and a script. It's kind of that sits in front of me. Behind that is our cancellation agreement, which I will get to. And then on this side, I've got a plain English version of the, uh, the VIP buyer agreement where you can kind of break down the features and benefits and I'll, I'll get to that as well. And then the actual legal California version of the, uh, the buyer representation agreement behind that, we got some more bonuses. we got the handyman for a day. We've got the, the, San, the live, love San Diego homes, barbecue clause. So if you've never heard of the barbecue clause, it's a super important one, right? We'll, we'll go over, I'll go over what all these are in the next few minutes. This is our outline for today. Sound like fun. All right. I see Carol nodding her head. Thank you for nodding your head, Carol. I appreciate it. That's, <laughs> It's good. Anyone else is here? If you got questions, let me know. I want to start with the. Um, I want to start with this outline because this is truly this is where the bulk of the time is spent. And I'm going to go back and forth with the screen share here. But um, if you look on this form, it's really broken into two different columns, and the left hand side is all about finding about the buyer. The right hand side is more about yourself. And I would say 75% of your time in that first meeting with a buyer is going to be spent talking about them. So, so let's just frame this up in context. Um, some of you guys out there, I want you to, if, you, if you're pretty good with buyer representation agreements, I want you to think through um, how you work them into your own business, right? How does it flow for you? When you meet a buyer for the first time, maybe you run out to a property and meet them, right? Maybe you sit down and do a consultation. Whatever version it is, sometimes depending on the lead source, I will run out and just go meet and show them a property. But after I show them one house or after I meet, I'm going to go backwards if I haven't done this before and set up a meeting 
And the reason to set up this meeting is not so that they can sign this form. The reason is I say, I want to learn all about what's important to you in a house, but I want to learn to see properties through your eyes. And the only way I can do that is to really slow down and take some time to understand the way, the way you look at homes, right? And so from that standpoint, um, that's when I sit them down and we say, here's what we're going to do. So we sit down and say, all right, here's, here's what we're going to go over. We're, we're going to go over today what your perfect home looks like, right? We're going to go over the, how the home buying process works. And then we'll get started on finding you a great home. It's just those three things, right? We say, does that, does that sound good? So I tell them what we're going to do. Just like anytime you do public speaking, a speech, even though this is one-on-one -on -one with a single client, right? It's still like giving a speech. You want to give them an outline, tell them what you're going to do. Then you do it. And then we recap at the end. So as we go through this, guys, anyone is here, please feel free to slow me down, ask questions anywhere we need to. So I say, sounds good. They say, yes. I start out with easy questions. This is where I'm trying to discover about them. How long have you been looking? What websites do you primarily use? What neighborhood? What's important about that town or community? Here's where I start getting into their lifestyle, right? Are you open to any other areas? These parts in here were borderline at this point in real estate where an AI, an artificial intelligence uh, chatbot, you know, could ask them about their neighborhood. Could, that they're looking in could ask them what's important about that town or community. And depending on what they tell you, the AI may even be able to suggest other places they should look. I still say a human being is going to be better than an AI at that point at this point, right? We might be passing that at some point where the AI will do better, but this is where agents start to add value, where you're starting to not only understand their criteria, but see if you can add any sort of helpful things that they haven't thought of, right? Especially with interest rates being as high as they are and rising. People might have affordability issues and you might be able to suggest places that they hadn't considered that would still match their criteria if you spend time learning what's important to them. Okay, That's why it's important to go here. Not only that, but as you ask these questions, what you're going to see is if you just spend the majority of your time asking questions about them, even if your own goal, if your personal goal is to get hired, right, to get hired as their agent, which looks like them signing that representation agreement, the best way to create rapport and to get hired is really the focus on them and ask them questions. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like this, but if you think about it, if someone spends a while just asking questions about you and getting to know you, what does it show you? It shows you that they care. It shows you that they're interested. That's incredibly rapport building. I mean, I've, I, I've been with clients where I've asked them lots of questions and at the end, I've almost told them nothing about myself. They're like, wow, we feel really comfortable. This is great. And it's just because you spent the time to, to listen to them. Does that make sense, guys? It's just kind of like, think about if you go to a doctor, you go to a doctor and there's, I mean, this is a great analogy. If you go to a doctor and they sit you down, they rush you in, they spend almost no time talking to you. I've never been to those doctors where they don't have screens on the wall. They're typing in notes. Has anyone been to those, those doctors? Right? And, it, and if the doctor's really good, they ignore the computer, they type the notes and they still look and they talk to you. If they're not really used to that system or they're just not their personality, they will make almost no eye contact. They will really not look at you. They'll only look at their computer and you start to feel like, I don't know if this person really cares about me right? You, you're probably not. I mean, for the most part, I don't really question the doctor's credentials. I'm not looking at where they went to, went to, went to school, unless I'm doing a major surgery, then maybe I'm doing a little more research, but like they're a doctor. I feel like they must be qualified that I'm training, right? I feel like in the world of real estate, unless you, unless you say something out of your mouth that tells them you don't know what you're doing, they're going to default to like this person probably knows what they're doing. And if you focus on them and their needs, that's going to create that bonding and rapport that we want. So we will get to the part where you illustrate your own value in a minute, but I'm telling you, spend as much time as possible. All these things are over here, right? Whether they need the property, moving ready, they open the repairs, bedrooms, bathrooms, how many stories. This part, I'd slow down on top five features they want in their home, right? 
What do you not want in the house? If, especially if there's two people, get each of them to make their list. See where the lists overlap, see where they don't. This is important to go, to go deeper here, slow down. If they really have no idea, you can prompt them with a few more things. They don't need to have five. Five's not a magic number. I just like to give them something specific so they get them thinking more and just like light and bright, right? Windows, right? You wanted to, you wanted to get a little more things than that because usually there's something like, oh, this thing. They might have one or two they really know, but there's a few more that if you ask, tell me more about that. Tell me a little more. You'll get to some things that I have a client, a buyer I'm working with now. And even though she gave me a list of things that she was working for, looking for, the one that kept coming up, because she's in a three-level condo right now, the one that kept coming up was needing space for her dogs. Right. And it got to the point where even we're joking yesterday, I, I met them in person for the first time. And they said, I kind of feel like I'm buying a house for my dogs. And that's okay. Cause like, I love it. Like that was the driving factor to wanting to move is they have a three level condo with no outdoor space and they have dogs and they want to get to a space. So no matter what everything else we found on the list, no matter what everything else met the criteria, if it didn't have that, it's probably not going to work for them. Make sense. Okay. So there's just little things like that you want, you want to look for. All right. After you do all that, the bottom here is really important where it says recap. After you spend time listening to everything that they've told you, you want to recap it back to them. Not necessarily in excruciating detail. However, detail is not bad, right? I'm taking notes on this sheet of paper. It's printed out in front of me. I'm taking notes as they're talking to me. And I will repeat back and say, hey, let me repeat back what I heard. Make sure I'm understanding it. Put this in the context of being at a restaurant. Has any of you guys been to a restaurant where a waiter or waitress takes your order, especially with a large group of people, and doesn't write anything down. And you're looking at this person like, are you insane? There is no way you're getting this thing right. <laughs> right? Like, like you are going to screw up this order. And then the food gets delivered. And amazingly, it's right. Like, how do they do that? I have no idea. It's some sort of magic trick. Someone's been a server for a while. They have some memory techniques. I have no idea, but they can get like a 10, 10 person order, every little side dish, all correct. Right? No idea. But the challenge was, even though they got it correct, the moment of tension, the moment of stress that was created as they walked away from the table for you, because you're like, they're not going to get this right. There's no way. Right? We want to avoid creating that in our clients because in a home buying transaction, the stress level already is a lot higher. The anxiety is a lot higher than at lunch. If they screw up your order, you might be frustrated, but you're not really, it's not the end of the world. We want to remove any situations where stress or anxiety could be created throughout this process of working with buyers. Because when, when buyers are anxious or stressed, if you guys have done real estate for a while, you know, when someone's anxious or stressed, things go worse. Our job is to continue to continuously remove that stress level. So when you recap, it helps remove, lower the anxiety level right? They heard me. They got me. Okay. You want this, 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 that, that. Is there anything else I'm missing? No? Great. Okay. Ideal time frame. The way I say this one, you could wave a magic wand. You can wave a magic wand. Don't worry about anything else. Just wave a magic wand and be in your next house. When would that be? It helps them find their perfect date. Then you can work backwards and put in the real life factors that'll, that'll come into that. Have you met with a lender? Right? What's the price range? I, I, always, I always prefer that they work with a lender that I've worked with before. We are legally not allowed to say you have to work with our lender, right? I would never do that. I don't recommend that. You always want to give out a couple options to people. But I do want to open a, a door to having them chat with the lender. that Because if they find some random lender on the internet, maybe the person closes the loan. Maybe they can't. Maybe the thing they were quoted is not what they get. So the verbiage I use here, I'll zoom in on this. The verbiage I use here is 
if I could save you a couple hundred dollars on your, a month on your mortgage, would you be open to talking to one of our preferred lenders? Most people are going to say yes to that. That's all you want to do is open the door for your lender to be able to educate them. We're, we're not talking about my lender doesn't hard close them. I have two different lenders I work with. No one's going to push them. I feel very comfortable with the people, but they are very educational. And oftentimes they will save them on their, on their mortgage, right? Last question. What will buying this home do for you? Ultimately, what will buying this home do for you? If you feel like you've already covered that in detail, you don't have to beat that one into the ground. But sometimes you have people that give you really short one word answers that you've, some people, this section will literally take 20 minutes. Right? Some people, it's two minutes. You've just blown through it. So if, if they've gone fast, I like to say, all right, ultimately, what will buying this home do for you so I can really make sure I've gotten to the essence of what they're looking for? If you were just joining us in this call, feel free to pause me, ask me questions wherever we're at. We're just going over the, uh, the format for this perfect buyer consultation. This is the way, there's no right way to do this. Lots of different versions. This is just the way I do it. So then we finally transition into where you start talking about yourself. Today's buying process. This part's really short compared to the other part, right? I'm going to go over each of these six bullet points and I could cover these in a minute each, less than a minute. Um, Choose an agent to represent you. This, by the way, I need to realize I need to update this language because of the lawsuits going on. We, we, you're not allowed to say actually that your services are free, right? We used to always say your services are free when you hire us. And so I will strike that word free on there, right? Because it used to be that you'd say your services are, are wrapped into what the, uh, uh, what the seller pays. But so you can say the seller is going to offer compensation, right? That the seller, the seller is going to one that's going to pay us when, when you represent you, but you're going to choose an agent to represent you. Then you're going to meet with a lender for pre-approval, right? We already talked about some of the benefits up here, working with a lender. Then we start going into what we do here. We're going to view properties online, open houses, whatever you see, I want you to text me the address so I can do the work for you. I can do the research. I can find out anything that you haven't been able to see online. Why is that important? Right? Think about that. You're, you're, yeah, you're adding value, but your clients are going to look for stuff online, no matter what you're doing or not. In this day and age, your clients are probably going to find properties before you do. Just how they are, right? You want to train your clients from the very first meeting that when they see something, they send it to you. They see something, send it to you, right? The, the last thing I want is for them feeling like they can find research because they might be able to find a lot of information. Some of it might be true. Some of it might not be. This is where I believe agents start to add their value is hopefully you know that neighborhood. Maybe you even know that house. Maybe you know the agent, you can call the agent, you can find out things, you can research in ways, tax records, you can find things that they won't be able to necessarily see or start to put some value in there. And plus it continues that conversation where uh, just in this day and age, not that they try to go to the listing agent or try to go around you. I think that's a much smaller percentage of buyers that try to actively cut you out, but they may cut you out without even intending to because they just didn't know you didn't educate them. There's a big difference here right? You want to tell them whatever your home you see, let me know. Okay. I can help you find some information you might not be able to find online. Then once we identify your home, right, we'll go through it. Um, we're going to begin negotiations. This is where, again, I start to illustrate my value here on beginning negotiations because I'll talk about my track record for negotiations, my history. This is where you tailor it to yourself. If you're not a good negotiator, Get educated, take a class. There's all sorts of classes. You can go on Masterclass, which is a great app and take, take a, you know, a three-hour course on negotiation. You can read a book, whatever it is, but somehow you want to verify your credentials or tell a story. Maybe you have a story of something you've negotiated for a buyer recently. In the markets that we're in, right? With low inventory in most of our markets, just getting an offer accepted 
is a win. Do you guys agree with that? So when we talk negotiations, don't set yourself up to look bad later. We're like, I want to save you thousands and thousands of dollars off the price. Cause that might not be it. It might just be, look, educating them on in the market we're in with the low inventory we have just getting your offer accepted is a win. So when I say negotiations, it starts right from getting your offer accepted. I have a great track record. Let me tell you a story of when we had a competitive offer situation. I was able to get my client's offer accepted. Then after through the inspections, we found a few things the house needed and I was able to renegotiate a better deal for this client, right? That ties us right into the next bullet point here. The next bullet point would be due diligence period. This to us as agents feels so normal. We're going to have a home inspector is going to come in. We're going to do things that are going to make sure the house is right. Right. You guys get how, if you've done any sort of things that this feels so normal, but to a buyer who doesn't do this every day, even if they've bought or sold multiple homes, right? I literally had a client the other week who's bought and sold multiple homes, but we were talking to the home inspector and they still had some questions and I could hear in their voice a sense of anxiety. Why do buyers feel anxiety when it comes to the due diligence? Because it's the unknown and they don't want to do something wrong. That's going to cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's the worry in their mind, or that's going to make them look bad. Well, right. It's one of the two things, either cost them money or look bad or both. Anyone old enough, I'm 44 years old. Anyone old enough to remember the, uh, the movie with Tom Hanks called the money pit from the eighties. You ever heard of that movie? Alex, you're not old enough to remember that you are. <laughs> All right. Close enough. So, so, if you don't know that movie, it's really funny. Go watch it. But this is a theme that pops up in entertainment all the time, which means in, in our culture, we are bombarded with people looking at houses as potential money pits, right? Making a bad decision. So when you get to this one, you can't possibly stress enough benefit um, that during this due diligence period, we have home inspectors that we've worked with that are incredible. We have any sort of vendor from plumbing, uh, you know, term, termite or whatever the pest controls are. We're going to make sure that we go up and down through this house, that you know exactly what you're buying and that you're protected and you feel comfortable in this. You listen to the language I use when I'm explaining this. Uh, quick story. I got 10 minutes. So I got time for a story here. Quick story. I once lost a buyer who decided to work with another agent who ended up having a bad experience of coming back to me later. I felt really good. He was a referral from one of my good friends. I thought it was like, Easy peasy. I skipped this step of doing a buyer consultation. Didn't go through it. I was like, whatever. He's referred by my buddies, known for years. We're clearly going to work together. It's not a big deal. So I skipped all this stuff. I did not go through. I, I found out a little bit about what he was looking for, but I didn't really sit him down and really like make sure I understood it. And I did not go through my process at all. And so he decided to work with another agent. He met at an open house. This agent worked for, uh, for Berkshire Hathaway, which is owned by Warren Buffett, if you don't know that, right? And so this agent told him, Hey, when you buy a house during the inspection, we have incredible people that help with the home inspection because Warren Buffett, who owns our brokerage, he actually also owns a plumbing company. So we have Warren Buffett's plumbers that come in and will inspect for you. I don't know if that's what the agent actually said, but that's what this guy heard. He heard Warren Buffett's plumber will come inspect his house. That's literally what he told me later. And I was like, and he's like, I'm going to go work. And he said, he said, I'm working with another agent because I really feel comfortable. I was like, wow, did I blow this? First of all, it's not worth Buffett's plumber. Like, like, huh? But this agent made him feel comfortable. Does that make sense, guys? It was just all about the way he positioned it. So that was what I learned years ago. Never to skip this step, right? Never to skip the step of identify right, of due diligence. And then the last one is you move to your new home. I love, I love explaining this part here. 
I work solely on a referral basis, right? You're not going to see my, my face on any bus benches around town. By the way, if anybody here, if your face is on a bus bench, not knocking it, that's just my joke, right? Because everyone sees those faces and they're like, oh, it's that guy, right? But if that's you, you can spin it as positive. Me, I've just never had my face that way. So you're not going to see my face on any bus benches, right? This means I do my best to make sure you are 100% satisfied. I'm doing two things when I say this thing. One, I'm starting to pre-program them to send me referrals. Number two, I'm also, again, adding value that like, I have to make sure you're, you're, you're comfortable because this is how I get my future business. Right? All of these parts are part of my script that I use. This dotted line means if they're nodding with you at this point, hopefully most of you can feel when someone's in rapport. Do you guys know how to, can you guys feel when someone's in rapport with you? They're nodding their head, you know, when they're there. Okay, we have separate trainings on that if you're not sure. But if they're there, feel free just to skip right down to the close. You don't need to go over any of this other stuff. This is just overkill talking through the sale. This section here between the dotted line and next steps I left this in there because I've used this script to train a lot of newer agents. And if you're new, if you're just using it as a script and you're not really as in tune with rapport and getting there, if you're like, ask them, what are the three things they loved about their last realtor? If they had one, they have never done a sale before. What are three things you think you love about your realtor? What are three things that you, you hated about your last realtor or didn't like? And whatever they tell you here, right? The three things they love and three things they didn't love. So you're going to basically re remind them, I'm going to do the three things you love and I'm going to avoid doing the three things you didn't like. They will, if you ask, they will tell you exactly what's important to them. All right. Let me drop this into the chat box, by the way. I forget, I forgot to do that as I was going through this. So uh, hold on a sec. Let me drop this thing into the chat box for you guys. Get the, all right, I'll do it in a sec. Oh, here we go. Uh, nope. There's no share link on this. All right, Autumn, if you can find me uh, the share link on that to drop in the chat box, otherwise I'll do it in a second. Um, but this last part here, and then we'll open up for questions. If you need to go through these three things when you hire me, these are just other ways to add value about myself. I only work with a small number of buyers, right? This tells them you're going to have personal attention. I'm always, look, pre I preview houses daily. I'm looking at the new things that come on the market so that I can know the inventory inside and out. So when you see something online, right? I have a good idea of whether it's a good fit for you, right? I'm always talking to other agents for coming soon properties. This is like networking with, this is helping them find off market properties. And last one, I go back to most of my clients seem to really have, you know, negotiation. This is just for me, I have, I feel like I have very good confidence in my negotiation skills. So I come back to this next steps. This is my closing question. You may use it. You may have a different one. doesn't matter what you use. I like this one because it's real simple. Do you have any other questions before we start working on the paperwork? All right. I always shake my head. Alex is smiling. Right? You can see my camera. I shake my head. Do you have any other, I shake my head. No. Do you have any other questions before we start working on the paperwork? That's it. It's that simple when you get to the end of this. And then from there, you pull out the buyer broker agreement. So back to this version here, I got my folder. If they're really like ready to roll, I will just pull out this buyer broker agreement and have them sign it. If I feel like they could use some, some additional explanation, I've got as a one page and I have a whole packet of all these. That again, guys, I will make sure before we wrap up the Zoom, I put the whole packet in, right? This VIP buyer agreement, this is not a legal contract. This is a plain English version of the really complicated legalese. It goes through everything that we just talked about. Oh, good. Autumn found. Let's see, which one did you put in there? Is that the whole packet, Autumn? Or the, uh, let's see, Autumn just dropped it into the chat box. That's just that the, is, that's the, that's the intake form. If you'll find the one with a full packet as well, okay. uh, that would be great. Drop that full packet in there. And if you're listening to the podcast recording later on this, guys, we'll drop it with the show notes. So take a look in the show notes. This VIP buyer agreement, though, is less scary than the legal looking form. It's just in plain letter English says, Right? We're going to schedule private showings. We're going to have an offer strategy session. I could do a whole presentation just from this one form. Right Behind that, then I've got, this is a bonus I give out. 
you don't have to do this, but I, I think it, people love it. And it's also, I've gotten referrals off this. This is our handyman for a day. Anyone use a handyman for a day, right? Maybe you're already doing it. You're sending, uh, Carol does, you're sending a handyman out there, but if you're already doing it, make it a big benefit, make it a big deal and tell them up front. Hey guys, one of the things that we find when you move into a house, there's oftentimes little things that you don't want to take care of. I'm going to pay for my own handyman to come out there for a day, right? You cover the, the, the materials. I'll cover his labor for a full day. He can do an awful lot in a day. Okay. So that's my gift to you guys. When, when we close this house, handyman for a day, right? The next one, I like to make a joke about this one. I say in the last piece of paper, let's see if this one's the right one on, um, yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, send that, send that packet, put, drop that packet in there. For them. That's perfect. This has all the other forms and things that we're talking about in there. Um, this, I, I say the last piece of paper we have is very important. And I just, if we're in person, I'll just literally slide it over in front of them. And it says in big letters, you can see it here, the live, love San Diego homes, barbecue clause. And I make it a joke. Cause obviously that's, that's not serious at all. Right. And like, this is very important. And what it says is we're going to throw them a housewarming barbecue. I love doing it because it's fun. It generates referrals. We write, we get their guest list. We help invite people. Um, all, they, we, we cover, I tell them, uh, you know, either I'll cover the, everything, I'll cover the booze, or they'll cover the booze, I'll cover the meat. Whatever you want to set up, doesn't matter. It's your own program, right? It's just it's something fun to kind of wrap up with. But I would say all of these things. Oh, and the last thing on the other side, I don't always go over this, but if I, I need to, I like to make them feel comfortable. This is our cancellation guarantee. Right. If at any time we don't live up to everything we've just gone over, you can you can fire us for any time. Right. Shoot, shoot me an email, twenty four hours notice, and let me know we want to cancel this agreement, and and we can go your own way. But if your whole goal, if you missed the beginning of this, right, guys, the whole goal was number one to get hired, but number two, with the lawsuits coming down the pipeline, right, the class action lawsuits about whether or not commissions will be included with the seller side or not, and we might at some point have to. Um, have to illustrate our value and actually guarantee that we're going to get paid. When you go through all of this value and you create this report, do you see how it's a lot easier than to say, here's what our commission is, here's what we get paid? That's how this all stacks up, right? So if you want to make sure that you're protected, that the buyers will work with you, that you get paid your commission, it helps to have some sort of presentation, just like you do a listing presentation. I have my buyer presentation. I got a couple minutes for questions. What questions do you guys have? Oh, thank you. Since we just said, uh, I'm super clients. We're lucky to have me. Oh, thanks. Well, they're probably lucky to have you too. Yes. <laughs> what, what questions you got? So in my experience, I tell them people, you know, can we meet before seeing the house? Most of them say, no, no, no. We will meet at the house, you know? Yeah. yeah. So meet them at the house. Like yeah. do whatever you need to do. To feel safe before you meet them, right? Check an ID, whatever that, that, that is in your area. There's a, but, but I'm totally okay with meeting someone before I do this presentation one time. That's my rule. Depending on the lead source they come in from, some people don't want to jump through hoops. And there are agents out there that will not meet with them until they go through this presentation and get, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. The way the world we live in, people go fast, especially if they see a house they already want to see. I'm going to go meet them at the house. But while we are in person, I'm going to explain the value of why it would help to sit down and have a consultation afterwards. I'm not saying you're going to sit them down so they can sign this form because it's not about signing a form. It's about educating them so that they want to work with me. And then the byproduct is they're signing the agreement. That's just the natural next step. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so feel free to meet them one time, but when you're there, ask them some questions, ask a little bit of the things about, Hey, what are you looking for in a house? And before you leave, say, Hey, just so you know, 
there might be a lot of properties both on the market and off the market that you're not seeing online. If we take a few minutes, I would love to sit down. We can go to a coffee shop now. We can set up time just over Zoom later that I can really learn more about what you're looking for. My goal is to start to see homes through your eyes, right? Not only that, but I can give you just a little few minutes on how I work and see if there's anything I can do to add value for you as well, right? Would you be open to spending a few minutes so I can potentially help you find a great house you wouldn't see anywhere else and maybe save you some money, right? When you illustrate that, you find a value statement. If they're really like, no, we don't want to meet with you. We're going to keep running around. We love calling listing agents, whatever they say you. If you can't get past that, they're, they're saving you a bunch of heartache later. If they're telling you right up front, fine. Most people are thrilled to have someone sit down and help them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great question. And we're right at the bottom of the hour, but any last questions, guys? All right. Hope this is helpful. Alex, I want you to get ready to, 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 for you to, you, I know you got a buyer conversation. You got to talk to me online. Maybe we have you on here to teach your version of this. I want to, I'll hit, I'll hit you up after this. Alex, by the way, is a fantastic trainer as well and does a lot of really great systems. So we'll get you scheduled on one of these, Alex. Oh, nice. All right. Have a wonderful day, guys. Hope this is helpful. And we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.